get an idea of the demand, you can go on to Furnish Finder, fill out a full, fill out the list your property form. Um, and even if you don't go to the very end and pay, and now keep in mind, our price to pay is very, very low. It's only a hundred dollars. So, and that's for a year. Yeah. And, and, you know, for short-term rental managers, they're used to like, you know, a three night rental, two night rental, you would pay more in 90, yeah. than $99 in fees. So we keep the bar very, very low. Um, in order to, and that's again why we have a lot of properties, about 250,000 properties on the site. Um, but if you want to get an idea, you can go in, you can go through that checkout process and, and just don't check out and maybe schedule a call or something like that. If we get your information, we'll send uh, some um, emails out saying, hey, we got a lead in the area. Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I'm really excited about our guest today. I feel like this conversation is way past due. I've been watching what these guys have been doing over at Furnished Finder. I've got Brian Payne, co-founder of Furnished Finder, and we're going to talk a lot about midterm rentals, traveling professionals, and being able to really something to consider on the, as a short-term rental investor, sometimes we kind of identify as one thing or another. And I think there's a lot of overlap, and I'm really, really excited to talk to Brian today. So Brian, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hey guys, how are you? Good to see you. And thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, so um, Brian, before we hit record, I was telling you, most of my audience are owners, right? We're investors, we're buying properties, um, and building portfolios of short-term rentals and mid-term rentals are a hot topic right now. And I think, and really growing in popularity because of the, you know, really growing in understanding, right? And so, but before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of midterm rentals and kind of your guys' view on it and how you got into it, let's let's rewind a little bit and tell me a little bit about what what got you into this, what got you interested, what, you know, what, uh, how did Furnish Finder come about? Wonderful. Um, so yeah, uh, let's say rewind back to 2012, 2010. Um, I'm in the medical device industry and I'm, I'm selling pacemakers and defibrillators to cardiologists and electrophysiologists in, um, in Bakersfield, California. So that's kind of where we got started in that area. Um, as real estate investors, um, what I was looking to do is obviously, um, supplement my income and get some extra freedom right and that's and that's where we were definitely heading um and what we did is what we uh we, we started renting to uh midterm we didn't sort of just uh, fell into it it was amazing so when i met my wife um we were getting married she put her property on craigslist of all places yeah. and she, and it was furnished so we just said well shoot let's, let's just buy us some time to go on our honeymoon uh, so we went on that honeymoon because a, uh, a company called and said, hey, can we put a travel nurse in there? It was like, perfect. Problem solved. So we did that, but then they renewed for another three months. They renewed for another three months. And it was one of those things where we go, whoa, wait, there's, there's, well, we need to understand this and, and figure out what the demand is here. So uh, ultimately, just looking to scale uh, our rentals, and we did uh, up to uh, 12 units between California and Texas. And um, so that's, that's kind of how we got 
started, it was a uh, an amazing journey to kind of figure out, well, you know, at what point do you shift to a platform versus, you know, just renting um, yeah. as as your own um, for your own portfolio, but uh, in retirement. Uh, but that's how we got started. Uh, we realized that travel nurses are always on assignment. And this is, again, uh, in 2014, right? So this is way before the pandemic. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we loved this type, this tenant type. You know, they're they're traveling every three months. Um, they're they're always gone. Right. So they're working. So they're not they're not uh, sitting home, sucking up uh, air conditioning, electricity, yeah. Internet, all of that. They're out there working. And when they come back, they're, you know, making a meal and, and um, crashing out or maybe they're going to explore the area or whatnot on their on their breaks. But, yeah, that was our wheelhouse. And then uh, we just recognized the need for this on a national level. And um, I guess I'll pause and say that's where we got started. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I always uh, I, I heard Rory Baden talk about you know you're all you're most qualified to serve a person you once were, right? And you're this investor that's like, hey, we 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 find this niche and we figure out, okay, I'm I'm using Craigslist, right? And that's not the ideal platform probably for this because that has everything. Airbnb, Verbo are kind of getting a, getting some you know some foothold and kind of going off. And oh, that's absolutely! The ideal platform for that because it's just it's kind of an in between. You know, it, it's yeah. not a short term, it's not a long term, and so you're you're saying, okay, maybe there's maybe there's something there, which I think was brilliant um, way before the pandemic. As much as um, as much as the pandemic accelerated the the progress and the popularity of short term rentals. I'm assuming it did as well for for midterm rentals and uh, with traveling nurses. I know we've got I know a number of them, and that's really kind of the niche in the market that you guys really started off, and and still probably your largest your largest audience of consumers and users, right? Yeah, I mean it's a great question because that's that's where investors want to go next. Is like, hey, is it still primarily healthcare? And believe it or not, it has shifted. So. It's gone past the 50% mark. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean that travel nursing, the state of travel nursing, or companies and hospitals aren't hiring travel nurses. Uh, you know, quite the opposite. I mean, it it definitely regularized, and uh, hospitals are still hiring tons yeah. of travel nurses. But overall, you know, our idea uh, of travel and, and work has kind of molded together and merged, right? So there's a lot of, you know, maybe remote workers, digital nomads, um, you know, maybe just real estate buyers or sellers who yeah. are in between places. So we have a lot of that. Um, and uh, so right now it's about 45, 55. And okay. so we've got about 55% other 45% healthcare. So yes, we love our healthcare community indeed. We love working with them. We still pour into the healthcare community absolutely. But we we just know that there's lots of other uh traveler types out there that that right. um, are using us and it's just out of necessity. They're going they're realizing when they come and search, we've got really good SEO. So when they come and find Furnish Finder, they what they'll do is they'll They'll look at the prices and go, well, wait a second, this is this is a really good opportunity in that I could find a first place and I'm not paying booking fees on top of it. I go directly to the the landlord, you, the real estate yeah. investor, 
Um, and, uh, and we've got a ton of inventory. So it works really, really well for, for those um, non-healthcare travelers as well. So in that, if I unpack that, that 45-55, my guess is that it's not that the, the you know, even it, let's say it started off at 85-15, right? It's not that the travel nurses necessarily have gone down. They're probably still growing. But mm-hmm. as this has become more popular, that other category just continues to go. So so yep. demand is going up, right? And so you're seeing demand across the board. And I, you know, I was just on right before we hit right right before we hit record on this. I was on with a guy actually in Denver, kind of in your guys' backyard. And he was at a, he had to go to the corporate headquarters of a company that he, and he's actually from Barcelona. So they have two oh, nice. So he's coming over and they they bring him over for three months and he's here for three months and, and he's like, I don't want to stay in a hotel for three months, right? That's right. a um, and so as, as the consumer becomes aware that this is a possibility, you know, not just a, even on corporate travel, but people building homes. I had a, I had one of my properties that we did a midterm rental because we were in a community that was, that was growing. There was a lot of new construction. We had somebody move out during the slow season. We actually, the builder came to us and said, Hey, I've got this family that just sold their home. I'm not going to be finished with their home for another four months. Can they rent? They they rather than move twice, they would rather right. just move into a furnished rental. So things like that are continuing yeah. to grow as awareness grows. I'm guessing. Yeah, indeed. If you can't get that rent back, as if you're if you're selling or you know maybe you're remodeling and just don't want to be uh, breathing in all the dust for a few months. Yeah, we're seeing a ton of um, uh, a ton of other type uh, tenant types that are coming in just out of necessity. Uh, again, finding us and going, wow, this this works. I mean, we we absolutely. I mean, Airbnb is a partner of ours. We're partnering with them, um, but it was always um, our model to um, to support landlords that are interested in in capturing direct bookings. Yeah. So our our platform is really kind of like a we reverse engineered um, the booking, and we we pump you full of tenants, right? So you're going to get notified when tenants are coming to your area. Um, and then you have that control to reach out to them and go, that looks like a pretty good one. I'm going to reach out to them. Maybe you have a conversation, you start a text chain, um, a message uh, through the app, whatever. Um, and as you start to go through, then we're going to provide all the, the tools that you need, right? Through KeyCheck. KeyCheck is a, a site that we started. Um, and so it is landlord tool. So everything you need as a landlord, you don't have to be a a furnished finder member to to use KeyCheck. You can just go to KeyCheck.com and and use the landlord tools. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, it, it kind of answered the question of what's next. Like, hey, I found right. a, a tenant on Furnish Finder. What do I do next? Right. Um, obviously, we're talking about midterm rentals. So in, instead of maybe just an online book where you're accepting anybody with a credit card, you, yeah. you probably want to know a little bit more information about who's going to be living in in right. one of your rentals for the next three months. And sometimes they renew. So very well could be a half a year or something like that. Um, so you want to know a little bit about it. So we always recommend uh, doing a tenant screening. You could do that at key check. And then, um, and then once the tenant screening comes back, if you need a lease, you can get one, including e-sign and, and go that direction. Um, insurance, security deposit alternative, um, um, online rent payment, all those other types of uh, products uh, for landlords. So uh, yeah. that's that's kind of our approach um, to support direct booking uh, for landlords. 
So it's not necessarily like if we think about it and we're in the short-term rental world, it's not necessarily a booking platform like a Verbo or an Airbnb. It's a it's it's more of a connection platform where we can advertise our properties, but then you've got the users that can reach out as a lead, I guess. It comes through as a lead and you start the conversation. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Now say um say you know you, you're dealing with a lot of seasonality sometimes, right? Sure. And and we absolutely know and embrace Airbnb users, right? So we know that hey, during your hot season, yeah, you're gonna capture the most rent that you can. But many of our areas are are seasonal. So in your shoulder seasons, maybe you just want a break, or maybe you just want um, you you just need a tenant, and you say, hey, I'd just rather have a long term tenant during half of the year, something like that. It makes perfect sense, you know, to to put in a uh, one of a furnished finder traveler who's staying there for three months, um, less turnover, less wear and tear. You can go travel. You know, have your team rely rely on your team for you know those types of things. So it's a great break for the for the host. But if you're truly in a seasonal area, we work hand in hand, you know, with uh, short term rental hosts. Yeah, and and as you and I'm curious because this last year on the short term rental side, it feels like the it's kind of a year of sweeping regulations, you know, oh, and yeah. really the last couple of years, we've just seen most areas are coming and saying whether they like them or they don't like them. And a lot of areas are saying we don't like short-term rentals and we've got a lot of restrictions. Yeah. There's a lot of short-term rental operators that are in those areas that can't do nightly rentals anymore. Right. And this, mm. this gives them an option because a lot of times a midterm rental, it becomes more of a lease. And, and so just so you guys are aware, they're listening most, most, you know, kind of the universal definition of a short-term rental is anything less than 30 days. Kind of midterm is is more than 30 days, maybe 30, 60, 90, six months, and then long-term is going to be yearly leases, right? right? And so, but the short-term rules that have come out and in a lot of areas that a lot of owners have, they they just think, okay, I'm dead in the water. I can't do anything. There still might be options on the, on the midterm side. And I'm wondering if you guys have seen a lot of people calling based on that. Yeah. I mean, in, indeed. And, I, and uh, I think regulation is here to stay. Um, sure. You'd probably agree. And I think it's um, maybe only penetrated about 5% of markets, even though it, it gets a lot of press, right? But uh, in terms of all the cities and, and that, I think uh, I saw a stat but that it's less than 5%. So I think, unfortunately, there's some room to grow there. And I guess our message would be, hey, yeah, as a real estate investor, you don't have to tuck your tail and go back to traditional unfurnished 12-month leases, right? Yeah. There's another option. You know, Again, seasonal, yeah, we get that. But if you're squeezed out because of regulations, well, this is a perfect, um, perfect match. Your place is already furnished. There's really very, very little you need to do, if anything, to get your property ready for a midterm rental tenant. I mean- right. They're just looking, you know, uh, to to stay there for a long time. Um, just all of the things that you need uh, that are probably already in there will transfer straight over. So there's very little that you need to do to, you know, get a short-term rental ready to be a midterm rental. How um, how do how does income compare? Like, is it is it just kind of fair to say, okay, if you take long-term or written and short-term, it's somewhere in the middle? I mean, that would just kind of be. Probably way too elementary yeah. way to do that. No, but. I mean it's actually pretty close. It is somewhere yeah. in the middle, and we we of course you realize you're going to be able to make 
um, uh, you're doing really well in short term. You, you maybe you're grandfathered in on that city. You've got a license. Um, and, uh, and again, you, you know, during your busy season, you're going to do, uh, really well. I think with midterm, uh, you're looking at one to maybe one and a half. So where Airbnb, maybe, I'm sorry, uh, where short-term rentals, maybe two or so, two and a half, depending yeah. on yeah. nightly rate and the area and, and pricing strategies and things like that. Um, so midterm is, uh, is definitely a little bit more stable, obviously less turnover. Uh, but in terms of, um, of opportunity, you're probably looking at a one, 1.5 X. Yeah. Awesome. And so if I was an investor and I say, okay, I'm, I'm interested in this, but I don't really, I don't really know how to go tell if it would actually be a viable option for me. I don't know. I don't understand demand. I don't understand, like, what would you suggest somebody do on the midterm side to go, to go kind of figure out what demand would be like in the area that you're looking yeah, no, I, I we have a tool. It's on the it's stats page, furnish finder backslash stats. And you can it's also on the home page. You just scroll down a little bit. You'll you go to the stats page and you can type in your city and you can get um demand area. You have you have a, a good idea of inventory and then you have a good idea of price. And and uh, I would also recommend just go to the furnish finder map. Uh you can search um by date or you could just omit a date and just kind of see everything in your area and it'll be sorted by availability first, but you can, um, you know, maybe just leave a broad filter and get an idea, uh, zoom in a little bit, figure out your particular area. And then, and you can kind of just get gauge some comps in your area and yeah. see a look for a, a property that's very close to yours. And what, what are they getting? What are they asking for? Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I would recommend. Go to the stats page and then check out our map. Are there any are there any areas that you feel like are underserved or as uh, that you see are growing? Like the demand is growing faster than some of the supply. Like you know, obviously with medical professionals, you know, around major medical centers, things like that may are obvious. But as as demand starts to go up in other areas, are there areas that you feel like there's uh, you know there's room for investors to say, hey, listen, that's pretty underserved right now. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't pinpoint it uh, immediately. I, I did a talk at the Midterm Rental Summit recently, um, and uh, everybody wants to know the answer to that question. Sure. Hey, is, yeah. is my is my, my audience would be mad if list? I didn't ask it? So <laughs> I, I get it. I absolutely get it. And um, but I, I do know that you know there's a lot of demand. Um, sorry for all the hosts in Albuquerque, but I know there's a lot of demand in Albuquerque with, you know, that there's a big delta between maybe, uh, demand and inventory. Um, but, uh, I will say that we are investing uh, close to half a million dollars to, um, to get our data in a way that we can really promote it and project it out as being the leader in the space, which we yeah. are. So. We're going to be able to release, um, you know, quarterly updates, maybe even uh, monthly, uh, to where we'll be able to focus in a little bit more specifically uh, into different geographies. Um, yeah. I think if, if the interest, the areas that you're interested in, you can absolutely uh, go onto the stats page and onto the map and and get an idea of inventory versus demand. Yeah. Um, if what you can also do is get an idea of the demand, you can go on to Furnish Finder, fill out a full, fill out the list your property form, 
Um, and even if you don't go to the very end and pay, and now keep in mind, our price to pay is very, very low. It's only a hundred dollars. So, and that's for a year. Yeah. And, and, you know, for short-term rental managers, they're used to like, you know, a three night rental, two night rental, you would pay more in 90, yeah. than $99 in fees. So we keep the bar very, very low. Um, in order to, and that's again, why we have a lot of properties, about 250,000 properties on the site. Um, but if you want to get an idea, you can go in and go through that checkout process and, and just don't check out and maybe schedule a call or something like that. If we get your information, we'll send, uh, some, um, emails out saying, Hey, we got a lead in the area. Of course, we're not going to tell you the, the, the person's name, privacy right. and all of that, but, um, we we do give you uh, an idea of when uh, when a tenant is coming to that area, like hey, you would have just got a lead type of a thing. Yeah. Um, but hey, the price point is, is ninety nine dollars um, for a twelve month membership. So even if you're a short term rental operator that just needs one tenant in your seat in your shoulder season, it makes sense all day. Absolutely. Long. Yeah, and it's it's a totally different pricing model than what most short-term rental operators are used to on those OTAs like Airbnb and Verbal. I mean, completely different, right? And so that's a that's a great point to make um, for for anybody that's thinking about it. It's it's a you know you guys aren't it's the the host and also the guest who's coming in. They're not you know nobody's getting feed to death, right? And you know it it doesn't double your booking by the time you check out with fees. Yeah. 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 It's exactly that. As a, you know, I, I use the Airbnb all the time personally. Maybe yeah. go up to uh, Steamboat Spring where I'm in Denver area. So maybe mm-hmm. we go to Steamboat or Telluride or Breckenridge or Frisco, or maybe we're, we're going to Arizona during the winter or wherever. I mean, we book Airbnb all the time. Um, yeah. But, you know, I will say is that if I can find um, the property manager direct, it's just, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll usually do that. Sure, sure, absolutely, and I'm really excited to see what you guys come up with on the the data tools that you're working on. You know, as an investor, I'm huge oh, on data. Me too. It's yeah, uh, yeah. That, you guys are going to be we're going to be blown away. Like our uh, we're using uh, an amazing team, and um, they are a proven powerhouse and have worked with data, you know, magnets in this in- industry. So. Um, partnering already with uh, AirDNA, uh, who, who are consuming some of this data, and it's only going to get better. So, um, yep, we're yes. investing. We're investing in you. We absolutely hear that. Hey, we need more data in order yep. to make a buying decision. For sure. In my in my geographic area, yep. um, and we understand that. So, yeah, yep. I, I love it. I, I uh, if I could say there's one thing that's held me back of just actually buying specifically for midterm rentals, it's that I've been I've done midterm rentals, like I've mentioned, as as kind of a plan B shoulder season, something that comes up. But I underwrote it as a short term rental, knowing yep. what the, the main plan is. But I've always for the, for the last couple of years, I've been really, really interested in the midterm and trying to put the trying to kind of figure out the numbers has been a little bit difficult, frankly, because there's just, it doesn't, there's not an easy place to go get the data on midterm rentals. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we understand that. And we're absolutely investing in that. You're, we're going to get that to you. But um, in the meantime, you do have a, a property that you think midterm rentals would be good for. Minimal investment you get, and, and you're going to get pumped with tons of tenant leads in your area. 
and you know we're going to yeah. provide you those tenants you're going to you know you're going to make them your your tenant and we're going to pro- provide you the tools so you can probably get get your own real time data just by just you know, by doing it yeah just by doing it but we understand hey if you don't want to put up the $100 uh, investment um go to the stats page go to the map um and um and you can go through the sign up process and start getting um contact emails from from us to get an idea of the volume one one other question i I've, I've had and i've talked to a couple um i've talked to a couple of corporate housing kind of experts in in the corporate housing game and they said that that smaller properties are really where the demand is like one two three once you start getting above that it really starts to fall off do you see the same thing with with the properties on furnished finder yep this was also in my uh in my slide deck for the mtr summit um, and what we're seeing is, uh, and it, it, it works perfectly. So as we start to see, like you said, 85 healthcare, 15, and as we start to see those tenant types regularized, um, we're also seeing the, uh, the scale of, of starting at studio all the way up to like a four bedroom. We're starting to see those three and four bedrooms start creeping up as well because the demand that uh, in these other traveler types, um, you know, you're going to get you're going to get more traveling professionals. Maybe it's a, a right. CEO, maybe it's a doctor. Again, relocation. We haven't talked about insurance, but yeah. you know, maybe a, a displaced family, um, corporate housing. These are typical tenant types that can afford and are looking for a, you know a four bedroom plus because they're coming with family and and uh, and 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 need all the things for their you know comparable living yeah. standards when you know for you know in the short term until they get settled or moved or whatever. Right, that'll be interesting to really watch. I'm I'm that's that's a really interesting to hear, and it makes sense that as that as the other you know kind of that other demographic um, starts to starts to kind of normalizing and come up and grow continues to grow, then also the 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 property types need to be a little bit more varied, right? Bigger properties work for some, yeah. smaller properties work for others, where traveling medical professionals, a lot of times it's just somebody, a single person going out and doing it, right? And they don't need a three bedroom. And so that's probably right. kept that where it was for a long time. But yeah. as you, insurance is a huge one. You know, there's there's a lot of people displa- displaced in a lot of areas and it's not always some major natural disaster. I mean, floods and fires and things happen all the time right. where- People get displaced for a few months as their houses get put back together. Right. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm seeing and and again learning um, from the all the landlords at the midterm rental summit, they were a lot of them are really going after the the leads that come through Furnish Finder to have access to all of them instead of just like hey they they came to your listing. Well, we also do housing requests, so we we tell you hey these people are coming to your area. Yeah. We even and give you the unmatched leads as well like hey this person's coming to your area but it doesn't really match and here's why it doesn't match so you can get all the data of of what's coming to your area who and why how long and then you can kind of gauge your offering and say okay i could see maybe i'll open it up to pets you know maybe that's the security deposit alternative program that we have or that it's launching shortly well allow you to get to make to be whole if there's pets and uh, and you're now encouraged to open it up and and you're going to get you know 40 you're opening it up to another like 30 to 40 percent 
population, yeah. tenant population, just by doing that. Um, yeah. So as you, as a, and I know that you guys partner on, I've, I've seen on the website, you partner with a lot of different corporations and a lot of different organizations, um, you know, probably their HR departments, things like that, reaching out and uh, looking for, you know, for some relocations, for people that are placed on um, temporary assignments, all those different things. Do the leads typically come from the individual or from some of more of the, the corporations yeah. or is it a good mix? Yeah, fantastic question. Um, it can be absolutely both. So there's a lot of travel managers, right? So travel managers can be with a, a corporate housing company or they could be with the corporation themselves um, or the entity th- themselves. So um, what a lot of our midterm rental hosts do excuse me, is they will look to gain contracts from these leads. So they're going to look and go, oh, wow, this person um, works for X company, Y company, or, you know, maybe the Department of the Defense or whatever. Yeah. And you can connect with a, a travel manager who can literally bring uh, six figures if you can scale or if you have that, uh, that many uh, properties to provide. So. Um, you know, midterm rental hosts, they're getting, they're aggressively using the leads, using the data they get in, through Furnish Finder to gain contract. And then they are, they are the preferred um, housing provider in that area. Yeah. And so if you get on the short list with some of these travel managers, they can really make a difference. That's huge. What a, what a great opportunity as an investor really to, to take advantage of that and, and grow your business, right? You're talking about not having to go out and hustle all the time. You go out and you, you develop relationships with yeah, those Yeah, you develop those relationships. Yeah. It's so key. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just taking bookings, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I heard um, Mark Simpson from Boostly and he said, hey, if, if, you are, um, if you're only listed on a, one short-term rental platform, then you're basically that's your job, right? You're you're an employee of that platform. Yep. Where where here, we, you know, we're empowering you to uh, to make those relationships and and to build your business. Yeah, and I love. I, I want to just underline that for anybody that has not been in the business very long is typically when you go on these on a site and they have a customer base who is looking for business they don't want you building a relationship with their customer base. And so that's really critical as an investor, as a, it's a huge advantage as an investor to be able to work with like a furnished finder where you encourage your, you know, the customers like us, the host to go build those relationships with really your, your customers on your platform as well. Right. And, and that's, that's discouraged in most, in most scenarios. Right. What, what we've learned is that there, I mean, so one listing, right? Once that listing is full, that listing could be off the market for three months. Yeah. So or most likely three, four months. So we need a lot of inventory. So before I was like, no, 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 we're just going to hold and capture what we can. And we don't want to, but we don't want to encourage that behavior, but no, we need so much. And that's why we keep the price low because the demand is out there. The midterm rentals, the demand is out there. It's just a matter of, you know, are you going to be that person that, that captures the captures that business? I mean, you can capture bookings all day long, but are you going to capture that business? Right, right. Awesome. No, I love it. And this is 
you and I could talk for for quite a while. I would love to have a part two of this once you guys get the data tools together. And uh, I mean, but, but oh yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that'd be really fun to dive into that. I'm always a kind of a numbers guy. I always have been, and so that stuff's really fun for me to uh, to dive into. But I, I really, like I said in the very beginning of this, I felt like this conversation was way overdue. I do feel like this is a misunderstood opportunity for a lot of people that have been in, you know, kind of chasing that short-term rental game for a while that it's a good, and and you know, you don't, doesn't mean you have to just about face and only do midterm rentals. No, you don't. Yeah. Really fit, really figure out what you want the portfolio to look like, what the area that you're investing in, you know, who that target audience really is and midterm rentals, everybody that I've talked to, that's really diving in and really understanding them and getting good at them. They're having really great success. And so and and you guys at Furnish Finder have done an amazing job of really being the pioneer of having a platform for us as investors and also the guests to be able to go find, you know, these homes that they can use for those those midterm, those 30, you know, 60, 90 day stays or beyond. And so, you know, I, it's been really exciting for me to watch you guys grow kind of from the sidelines that you've seen the even seeing the websites change and what's going on and how many properties are on there. I remember talking about midterm rentals on my podcast. I was actually talking to one of my members about Furnish Finder yeah. about three years ago, and it looked totally different. It was totally different. You know, everything right. was different, right? We we are evolving. We are absolutely yeah. evolving. And we've experienced like uh, tons of growth. Let's, let's yeah. just say like 1,200% over the last four years it, it, across yeah. the board. And it, it's really been wild. That's fun. Really well, congratulations on that too. Yeah. It just speaks to the demand. It speaks yeah. to the the industry. It speaks to your listeners, the the investors who are hungry for a new um, real estate strategy. Right. And um, and yep. So that's the industry. That's the market. That's the opportunity. Um, I believe my slides from that uh, might be posted on the Midterm Rental Summit website. I got to double check that. Awesome. Um, but uh, we we are hosting another one um i want to say january i don't think the date's been set uh but right now but uh, definitely look into that mtr or mtr summit or midterm rental summit uh, with jesse vasquez and um other than that it's been fantastic i really appreciate the opportunity to you know uh, brag a little bit and tell you about the company that we're so proud of uh, but ultimately, just the opportunity out there for yeah. um, for real estate investors and landlords. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you coming as well, Brian. And those of you listening, we always appreciate your time. Go check out the MTR Summit, Midterm Rental Summit. And yeah, if they if you can go find Brian's previous talk, when was that? Did it just wrap up, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the uh, end of April. Okay, right. Yeah. So, and we're recording this the, that uh, going in the second week of March. So we just wrapped up. So look for that next one, hopefully in in uh, January. Um, do you know where they're at? Do they always move around, or are they always in one spot? The, we were in San Diego, but the, they're. Uh, I think they're talking. Maybe I heard like San Jose, something yeah. like that area was. That's a really cool area. But um, yeah. yeah, we're not sure yet. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. they're still we'll, digging into it. 
We'll keep our eyes on that. And then in the meantime as well, go check out Furnish Finder. Those of you that are interested in it, lots of great tools on the website. If you go to furnishfinder.com, especially scroll down. And I did I did look at it while we were chatting. And you said you can kind of go find that, uh, the demand, the housing demand. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, fun to go see, be able to download that. I'm going to play with that as soon as we as soon as soon we get off. So those of you that are listening, go check it out, sign up. If you've got a property that you feel like would be a good fit, you know, it's it, it uh, it's crazy not to invest $100 to go see if uh, if you start getting leads and then being able to, to curate, build those relationships and hopefully have another investing strategy moving forward for you. So as well, always, um, Brian, thank you so much. Um, you know, we know your time's valuable. We appreciate you sharing it with us and our audience. Indeed. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, Sean. Good All right, everybody. absolutely. Okay, guys, we'll wrap it up today. And uh, take one thing. I always get leave you with one challenge at the end of every episode, and that is to pick one thing that you can do today to go start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit modesty.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.